Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Ten Backwards, a uh, England-based podcast dealing with all things Star Trek. Um, my name is Gemma Turland, and to my left, my co-host Rick Everson. Hello. Uh, forwards, it's Rick Palmer. Mushy mushy. And to my right, as always, my good friend. <laughs> <laughs> husband <laughs> Will Turland Kapla <laughs> ah, lovely. Thank you. Yeah, so and today we are talking about uh the nutty episodes of a TNG season seven. Yeah. I think the I think the the genesis, if you will, Oof. of this subject came from Wick. um Rick uh, Palmer. <laughs> That's your name. Yeah. Yeah. We were. We, uh, I think you'd you were talking about masks. Yes. You'd come over and you were you were waxing lyrical a bit about masks. Masks is a it's a much maligned episode of season seven, or indeed uh, all of TNG because it's <laughs> maybe all crazy. Trek, but yeah, it's but, definitely nutty. Well, it is nutty. I think yeah, I, I think I was. My point was that it is. It is nutty, but it does have at, the, at its core is a really interesting idea. Mm, I agree. Yeah. I think the emergence of the idea to cover some episodes um, came back and we said, actually, let's just like throw in a whole bunch of nutty episodes in season seven because there's a lot. And I think I, you, you can argue that the genesis of that idea, Rick, <laughs> uh, was indeed that you. You were resistant to the idea of talking about one specific episode mm. that you didn't care for as much as perhaps. But I yeah. think I think that we can all agree that the sub-rope <laughs> is that um, yeah. What the fuck does sub mean? <laughs> How are you going to work that in? I went um, for it. Yeah. 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 Listeners, you may have worked out that we're gonna we're gonna talk about masks, subrace, and genesis, and, and emergence. There it is. Um, if if we have fun, this could even be a recurring thing because there's plenty more nutty episodes yeah. to pick from. Even if we don't have fun, this is, could still be a recurring thing if we run out of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, essentially, season says season seven has in it episodes which perhaps aren't a fan favorite, but do contain very interesting ideas yeah it, it, it felt always like the the writers knew they were getting to the end of the mm. um of the run of tng and all of the batshit crazy ideas that they hadn't been allowed to do mm. so far they were like oh please can we do this can yeah. we do this batshit crazy idea and they were like oh you know what we've got ds9 going on we've got the Generations movie is coming up saying, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever the flip you like. We've got however many bloody episodes we've got to do in season seven. Churn out that script. I always wonder if like a writer would go into Rick Berman with a script and just say, hey, look over there, past. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so which one should we start with? Mm. Well, um, should we start with the, the, ep- the, the thing that, that sparks <laughs> off this whole... The Subrosa of the idea. <laughs> no. Um, yesterday's Enterprise. <laughs> no, let's, let's start with masks. Let's launch okay. right in on that. 
So, uh, in masks, the Enterprise is charting a comet, and mm. it's an unusual comet, and they they eventually find out that within the comet is a like a like an archive, mm. an alien archive of a of a race. Um, this episode begins, I think, with uh, Councillor Troy overlooking uh, a, a, an art class. Um, and yes. that's right, yeah. And it made me chuckle because Data Data is at this art class. Um, sort of, you know, he's because he's he, he's wanted to engage with his imagination, mm. and he's put together. Uh, he he sculpted a perfect representation of a, of, of Pat. <laughs> and and uh, Troy comes over to it and goes wrong. <laughs> data, what's nice imagination, dipshit? <laughs> Yeah, it's like she just she just shits all over Data's clay pad. Metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It's not that bad. Thank God for that. Um, and asks him to school music. And then he he schools it like a treble clef, I think. Something mm. like that. Yes. And he's like, double wrong. wrong. <laughs> oh, Data. Oh, Data. Like, she just touched you, and... You bloody robots. You robots. Taking idiots. everything literally. Music is a collection of acoustic vibrations. How can I reproduce a sound with clay? Well, think of the effects that sounds have on people. The images that music brings to your mind. It's a start. The hell is he meant to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what is it? Sculpting music, what does that even mean? Uh, bullshit idea. Yeah, I felt I, I felt sorry for Data in that. Yeah, that moment. yeah. Data did his best. He's just being judged by people that he's trying to. The very people he's trying to emulate. He's just being judged by. Yes. Do you remember that time Data connected to the Borg network and disabled the Borg ship that nearly destroyed the Earth? <laughs> <laughs> Troy apparently doesn't. <laughs> so Data, you've you've literally sculpted a note. You. Idiots. But alongside this, that scene, um, the, yeah, the Enterprise is monitoring this comet, and it, it's, I think it's being a bit weird or something. They're getting, they're getting oh, signals it, from it or something. It comes, it's come from another solar system. Uh, mm. No, not another solar system. It's is come it? from another um, galaxy. Galaxy, mm. yeah. As an, as an aside, that comet is a it's a beautiful visual. Mm. Yes, it's, 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 it's lovely. I think they reuse it in Voyager and um, Death Wish. Is the uh, one that the other yeah, queue is trapped in. But I right. think they do. I think they do detect something in the comet, and they yeah. do like a broad, yeah. broad. Uh, they do like a broad scan. scan. They, they use the phases in a broad mm. way so that to, to ping, melt the ice. Pings. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the scans yeah. kind of they have feedback, don't they? And so it turns out the ice. Yeah, and it turns out this is alien archive. Um, and and then the rest of the up and the rest of the episode is this, this archive is sort of interacting with the ship. It starts people start finding things in their mm. quartz. Troy mm. finds a like a little obelisk. Yeah. In their quartz, and she might be from a yeah. from a secret admirer. <laughs> she's not at all phased by <laughs> that. Someone's idea. got into her quarters. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like, it might be a secret oh, admirer. Yeah, who breaks into your quarters? <laughs> this is this is weird. I guess in the future he could have a secret admirer could have beamed it there rather than gone in. Yeah, and that's still intrusive into personal space. True. Yeah, I'm not saying it's what you should do, but I guess in the future, you know. Luckily, it wasn't the secret admirer with um, with, yes. with privacy problems, it, but the, the crazy alien archive. 
Yeah. Oh, and it doesn't also just interact with the enterprise systems, does it? No. Mm. Gets into data's mm. noggin. It does. It gets into data, and um, and data becomes like a, a repository of, of of the memories of people. Yeah, personalities. Yeah. Personalities. Uh, slightly like the episode of Voyager, where where seven, um, oh, yeah. seven kind of they go near a, a Borg viniculum, a viniculum, and she starts mm-hmm. uh, experiencing multiple personalities mm-hmm. that the Borg viniculum has. Um, <coughs> and and it turns out that um, mm. some sort of some sort of ceremony, some sort of some sort of ceremony of the civilization is being acted out mm. on Enterprise for some reason. Mm. Um, and involves Masaka being yeah being oh, called Masaka, nice. and and because it's and it, and um, data is data is, is is used as the sort of avatar for this. For the beings of this ceremony, it allows Brent Spiner to do a bit of, a bit of, um, like a one-man show. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I, but I did read that um, he found out about this quite mm. late on. Yeah, I read that he got mm. the script really late, and he, he, but he didn't really have time to prepare a performance for all of the different characters he was playing. So he just so had to do a bunch of silly voices. In the end. So the, yeah. the, the main one is a, is a character called E Hat, who seems to be it's a bit it's of a trickster, a trickster kind of, character. Kind of entity who oh, likes to lay around. He's an old man. He's an old man. He's an old man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the old man is very much like uh, myself and Rick used to do a community radio show, oh, yeah. and we had a an old man character <laughs> who would show up. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. What was he voiced called? by Rick? Voiced oh. by me. Yeah. Oh, was he old. Was he an old prospector kind of character? Old Dan Tucker. Wasn't yes, he was. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, uh, and he would play like some old timey song and an old jukebox that he would bring out. It, it was a brilliant radio show, well ahead of its time. <laughs> it was good. It was, it was fun because yeah. he would just sort of turn up, wouldn't he? And you'd yeah. have to, I would go into. I would really go into character. I would not know what Rick was, was doing. <laughs> yeah, he never warned you about it. Or how long this was going to go on for. <laughs> exactly, yeah. One time it was four days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was tempted to kind of slap me out of my. Rick's, Rick's voice was very much like Data's voice in masks. <laughs> I'm an old man. <laughs> it was like that. Difficult to stay warm. It's not warm enough. Not for an old man. So yeah, and 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 eventually this the process that the 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 archive is is changing. It's using the enterprises. Material mm. to to, to change form it into mm. to change it into this facsimile of whatever. I suppose it's it's sort of cultural cultural memory or something. Yeah. It looks a lot like the Aztec zone. Yeah, I mean, I suppose with replicator technology and transporters throughout the ship, that's not. It's not a massive stretch to think yeah. they could do that. Yeah. It's cool. No, it's cool. I, 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 I really yeah, I love that. that it's, it's it's super old. It's eighty-seven million years old. I think. Yeah. I so like that. Um, I like that very much. I like the idea that it's changing the ship very much. I, I don't mind the fact that it's inhabiting data with these um, with these uh, recorded consciences, but you don't. Uh, there's no meat in it. You don't. You don't. You only see what four people, two of which you only see twice, and you don't even learn who they are. 
Right. Um, yeah. And it, it could have been a great. There's no. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, there's no depth to them. There's no depth to the story. You don't learn anything about this society. Yeah, it they're trying to. The, the point of the story, the the, the the end point of the story is just working out how to end. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's it a puzzle, isn't yeah. it? Like they have to work out the solution to like, end. Like to the crystal puzzle. maze. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but it's confusing and it, it's nuts. Ultimately, well, isn't Masaka basically it. like a sun god? Yeah. Yes. Like there's a moon yeah. god. Yeah. Called Kano. And the, yeah, and the solution is to, to input some symbols on the enterprise computer yeah. that are sort of the opposite of what... And they create the mask that yeah. Picard he puts on Kagane's mask, says, Picard oh, gets the I'm crystal. getting a bit sleepy. And he goes, oh, yes, I am getting a little bit sleepy. And yeah. that's it. And everything mm. is fine. Yeah, it's a great... It's a really it's interesting a idea, but it mm. is... It isn't executed particularly yeah, well. No. I would one probably thing, agree. One thing I think that I I, I imagine is that um, I, I, at the moment I'm reading uh, Rendezvous with Rama by yeah. L.C. Clark, which is a sort of a similar story yeah. in that um, in that in that book, uh, an, an alien object kind of comes into the solar system and it's a it's a built it's a, it's a gigantic splendor. Cylinder. Cylinder. <laughs> it's a gigantic cylinder. It's a you constructed object, and and humans go out to investigate it, and they go inside it, and and all that world is inside. So the, whoever's built it, their world is inside that, and it's in, and it's for them to go inside and explore. And I and I think with this episode, you don't have the budget for that. You don't have the budget yeah. for them to find an alien artifact and go inside it. Mm. So what you do is you flip it, and you have the artifact build something in your. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what they've done here, mm. uh, and I think that's, uh, and I imagine perhaps that's a practical decision yeah, but because it allows them to tell that story I, and I it allows the alien probe. And I think that works fine. I don't think do, that, yeah. that is in any way the issue. I think the issue is the script. That uh, no, they don't explore um, the the, con- at the at the end. Um, they talk about the the consciousness consci- consciousnesses that that was in data, and he says there were thousands of people mm-hmm. in there, and I feel a bit lonely now. Well, data, never may become fully human, but you've had an experience that transcends the human condition. You've been an entire civilization. Yeah. Do you get the sense that there are thousands no. of people in there, and no point do you delve into that? It's quite, yeah. it's quite yeah. controlled the way each one comes out in yes. turn. If there were thousands, you feel like he would be. They'd be clamouring to get yes. out. He'd be flicking back and forth. You know, he'd be overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. I think, but uh, but I do think that they, with with them having the archive build, uh, build stuff up using the Enterprise, they are able to use that to kind of finish up the story mm. they, they, they are able to kind of find the symbol that will create the the mask the Colgano in so they are able to use the, the kind of the premise to end the story whereas mm. I, d- I think the end the way it ends is maybe the, the big point dissatisfaction because after all that wackiness mm. and craziness you kind of want an ending that makes you go Oh, of course. That's what it all meant. Or you'd be yeah. like, you should be left afterwards going, but does that mean, or what if? Mm. 
yeah. and you're not. You're there's just nothing. like, oh, yeah. Okay. I guess there's no. I don't feel like there's much of an emotional connection in this episode. Mm. Actually, they just sort of bumble yeah. the way through, bumble the way yeah. through, and yeah. stumble yeah. upon the answer. Yeah. And, and there's no good. sense of this lost. Yeah, it, 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 it ends up the, the third act is kind of like this really confusing puzzle that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and then yeah. it's not satisfying to find a solution to the puzzle because you're like, why do they care about it's that? Like, yeah, it's like a, it's like the opposite in a way. It's like the opposite of the inner light, where the inner light is an internal, like mm. it's an internal experience of Picard, isn't it? Like, mm. Whereas in this, it's it's a very yeah. external change, and you kind of feel as well that. Like no one, no one kind of really understands that civilization. It's just yeah, that's true. They never really get any insight into it from yeah. what they learn. And they kind of think though. Picard's archaeological experience is going to be the key. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like he's going to interpret this. He's going to work this out. He's going to stumble upon this, and actually, it's, it's, it's such not, an unsatisfying yeah. conclusion. Yeah, it's, it's kind of his act. Because at the end, he's like, he basically says, "I'm just going to wing it." Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he? There's yeah, a bit where he's so I'm going to put this that's mask on and just fucking really wing it. Because it is probably the oldest artifact the Federation's ever mm. encountered. Picard, he doesn't get an why does he, bonus. No, why doesn't he cream his pants yeah. after that? He kind of feels like uh, it, it should have uh, been. There should have been some insight that showed Picard <clears throat> as a flipping genius. Yeah, and afterwards you're like, that is so clever. Yeah, and it wasn't. It really. It was. It was. No. Like, oh, it's just sun and moon gods. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 But I'd say in this episode's favour I love the set design I love that the Enterprise starts changing into a temple mm. that's batshit crazy I'm, and I like the uh, torpedo full of snakes mm. yeah I yeah. like the torpedo yeah, full of snakes like, what a great idea a snake torpedo <laughs> fire well, snake torpedoes snakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about you? <laughs> I just this is an episode that I I really remember from the first run, like watching this when I was when I was a kid. You know, I must yeah. have been like thirteen or fourteen or something. Masks really sticks with me because I distinctly remember watching this, thinking, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck is going on?" But kind of thinking it was like a pretty nutty, cool idea, and I guess yeah. I think that's that's what's interesting about doing a nutty episode. It's like it may not be an entirely successful. At least you yeah. you should try and do something that's not boring. Yeah, it's absolutely. Not, uh, it's it. Uh, I'd rather see a story that that had a, some great ideas in it, but ultimately failed. Yeah. Than a mm. boring story yeah. that played it safe. But, and but they. I don't think they really tried. They didn't oh. try. I that vision, the visual did. effect on that comic was lovely. No, 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 <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. But they didn't try with the ideas. I, I, I they think maybe they go. They didn't even go halfway far enough. They maybe just it. needed like another draft of the script. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think they needed, they needed something to tie it around to a satisfying conclusion. Mm. Yeah. I think there were some lovely wacky ideas. But you couldn't string them together, and and you couldn't satisfyingly conclude them. Yeah. Maybe we, yeah. maybe what we should say is that the alien race didn't think out their archive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those idiots. Yeah. They should have put a better well, archive together. They're going. Well, wait a minute. What if what if someone finds this eighty-seven million years in the future, and and this is just going to recreate something that they have no idea. And who, you know, anyone yeah. could turn up, couldn't they? <laughs> I think I think their major flaw was that they chose the like the main character of of the archive. They 
spoke to was this trickster character. Mm. Where a trickster character is. Yeah. It wasn't a sucker. No, you're right. Yeah, but is never going to tell you anything. Of well, it's always going to be kind of mixed up. Mm. In, in yeah. Data in should tricks. have found like the straight character. The straight <laughs> for character. All of the thousands. The, 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 uh, one, the administrator <laughs> character. Yeah. Well, this is what's going on, yeah. and these are who these people are. <laughs> I mean, if there but were thousands, we shouldn't have seen the same that. one twice. Should well, we? no. Seems yeah. unlikely. That's what you need, yeah. isn't it? Like I, I remember like an adventure. Uh, sorry, an episode of Adventure Time where they go on. Uh, Jake and Finn are going on a quest, and they meet a like a character called uh, Bucko. And Bucko thoroughly explains what they need to do, <laughs> and then they go through the door. And, and <laughs> but but and but but he but he's actually exactly that character. He explains exactly what you need to do and what's going on, and that's what you need, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, let's should we move should we move on from masks to yes. uh, one of the other? Oh, I had one more point about oh, yeah. masks. Sorry, is that um, I think it's a I want to say outdated, but it's a it's I don't think you often these kind of stories where you find a, a like an archive or a or some sort of re- remnant of a civilization represents that civilization as sort of a monoculture yes mm. I mean Star Trek excels in monocultures and I and, yeah. and, and I think that if you're well, I mean no, I'm not saying that's wrong I'm saying but if you were going to represent the world it would be it, it would probably wouldn't be in monoculture it would, you could say it was the dominant culture true I mean I yeah I mean maybe it's the ones that and it does sound like a pretty oppressive <clears throat> aggressive culture it could have just been an alien race that that really liked the 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 crystal maze, <laughs> yeah. or like yeah, something like the crystal maze. It's like an Aztec zone archive. Yeah. This episode was lacking Richard O'Brien, though. That's the thing because it had to be that. It had a slaphead. It had a slaphead. Yeah. TNG has an O'Brien. All they needed to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an O'Brien and it has a slaphead, but it's kind of separated out. But for any listeners who aren't familiar with the slang, slaphead is um, UK yeah. slang for bald person. And just to Sorry. clarify, Richard O'Brien was the presenter of uh, the Channel 4 show, The Crystal Maze, which ran in the 1980s. And 90s. And 90s, And, 90s, yeah. and he's actually and enjoying a bit of re- a comeback with Richard Iowadi. It is. Iowardi. It is. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I meant the term slaphead affectionate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but, <laughs> Captain Picard appreciates your affection, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, I feel I feel for the uh, um, for the for, for the, the listeners. I feel for the listeners. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, let's basically what I'm saying. Let's sub Rosa on from this point. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I have a definition of sub Rosa. Okay. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Well, I tell it's you on what. my parade, Rick. I'm not going to. <laughs> Shall we talk about Sub Rosa next? Yeah. Being as you've said the word Sub Rosa. Happening or done in secret. Ooh. Mm. So, um, Sub Rosa. Under the rose in Latin. Ah, okay. Which in anyway, in um, the episode Sub Rosa, the. Not roses. What's the flower that they're. Uh, I can't remember, but they're not roses. Tulips. Tulips. Daisies. <laughs> Chrysanthemums. Uh, gladioli. Think of a think of a flower, Rick. 
Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll tell you what, before Happy we get days. into a list of flowers, <laughs> why don't we talk about the episode Sub so, Rosa? is the episode featuring Dr. Crusher. Yay! Yay! Love a Dr. Crusher episode. Who goes, who her, her grandma has died. Yeah. Oh. oh. In the, um, the, uh, In uh, Space, space Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> space Scotch. Scotchland. Yeah. Is, yeah. ooh. Um, yes. Uh, so she goes back to her little Scotch cottage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to bury her gran. Um, this sounds like it sounds like you're making up like a nonsense. It's, it's all like if you hadn't have seen this episode, it was terrible. Like, it was terrible. Why is, it, like it was. Why yeah. Gemma making up. <coughs> like no, this happens. This um, is real. So yeah, it's a very grand. So and she's staying in the in the cottage. This is the the grand that that basically brought her up. Yeah. And introduced um, her to medicine. Indeed. Mm. Yeah, she's a healer. She's, she's a medical woman. She was a medical woman. She was the healer of the town. The Scotch She was a doctor. The Scotch town. She was a Scotch healer. Little old healer lady. She was a doctor. Um, <laughs> can, can we point out that the, you are specifically saying Scotch? Yes. Because yes. in the episode, yes. Captain Picard, played by Patrick Stewart, Stewart. who honestly yeah. should have known better, <laughs> says to a Scottish person, or, or, or someone from the colony, you're not Scotch yourself. Tell me, Governor, I'm curious. You're obviously not Scotch yourself. <laughs> what was it that drew you here? Ooh, no, yeah. that man was not a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is actually what Scotch means. And that, that is... Yeah, that we is don't actually nuts. refer to Scottish people as Scotch. No. No. But Pat, yeah, Patrick Scottish. Stewart, who yeah. would know... Whiskey that and is, eggs. He will That's do anything for money. That man. <laughs> you know, I think you think you best see next the, the new buddy comedy series coming from. <laughs> I think Patrick Stewart read the script for Sub Rosa and he was like, you know what? The fact that somebody says Scotch instead of Scottish is the least of the fucking problems <laughs> in this fucking episode. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say Scotch. What do I care? <laughs> Surely they're not actually going to make this episode. So. <laughs> I, do love, I do love that Captain Picard kind of takes an alien guy to one side and goes, you know what, this, this really looks like Scotland. Scotland. I funny you should say that. That's Irish, isn't it? Where's he from? Or, or is Space it? Island. He's yeah, he's, uh, from Space Austria. <laughs> but, um... But I do like uh, I do I do like a bit where the alien chap is saying that he went to a castle in Scotland, yes, castle, and he felt like he was home. Yeah. I thought that was a that was nice. It was a nice sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> is he basically saying I once went to a castle in Scotland, Scotland so I can make a full Scotch colony yeah. on this planet? I am yeah. not Scotch myself, but I do identify as Scotch because <laughs> I once visited <laughs> a castle. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, quit clicking. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. If, I'm good at clicking. <laughs> I have a highlight, which is when um, Beverly starts reading her grandmother's diary Ooh. and then telling Picard about it. And just the expression on his face when she informs yeah, she him got that. So she was having sex with. She was, my old elderly grandmother was having frequent and vigorous sex with a young man, and oh, Picard's like. He just pulls the best face. Yeah. He's like, uh, if you could just get that uh, text transferred to my pad. 
my relaxation lamp. He's warmed up. He's going to slowly walk over here. Yeah. Got a raging boner. <laughs> oh. I like that in that scenario, you've had Picard... Like walk, like slowly walk away to disguise the fact that he's got a raging phone, yeah, but also describe that he has. <laughs> like that's, a, that's the folly in his arms. Yeah. Why do I have a feeling subtlety would be out the window on this one? <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so basically, um, the episode plays out, and um, 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 there's Russia a candle is... that's been passed down oh. through her family. Through the women. I just mean um, Beverly, Beverly and Troy go to the cottage for a little bit after everyone else has left. Yeah. Um, and then Troy leaves, um, and there's a, a bit with a candle. And then, but then, um, uh, Quinton. Oh, Quint! Ah, oh, Quint! Didn't light the candle. Of all the scotches. Yeah. He's full of rage. Um, he is, but he's, but he's, he's the one that's ready to it, it, it's with him that the shaking sort of, his little fist that goes the sort of the mystery starts isn't it the, yeah the, the what might be going on with what might be going on with um, Beverly's grandmother I'm Ned Quint I took care of your grandmother's house and her affairs Nana never mentioned you oh there's lots of things he didn't talk about and it made me think of Quint and Jaws he is, um, he is in, there are some similarities. Mm. He is eventually killed by the creature he pursues. Yeah. But, we were but he should have elected Ferreting around. I leave you alone. And he's pulling out bits of the Enterprise. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not the Enterprise, it's like is a it research the station. It's the oh, weather, it's the weather station, isn't it? The weather station, yeah. yeah. He was killed by the creature pursued, and actually, he just stuck his fingers in the electric socket. Yeah. <laughs> and then just died, like, halfway through the episode. And they're like, oof. But it's, yeah, it's a, um, it's a, it's a Star Trek and the Next Generation ghost story, effectively, isn't mm. it? And yeah. Not just um, a ghost story, a sex ghost story. A sex ghost story. Sex. Yeah. Space ghost Spectra, yeah. Spectrophilia. Yeah. It's, a, it's a real thing. Yeah. People, are, people have had, people have reported having sex with ghosts in, yeah, in real life. Mm. Uh, oh, beings okay. like the the incubus and the succubus yeah, sort of. Well, they're not ghosts, though, are they? No. Is this they an are, explanation they are, for that ectoplasm sort of all over the place? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we do we do we get treated to scenes of um, Beverly Crusher basically sort of writhing around in writhing the chair around in, 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 in an Someone orgasm. Someone on screen is, is is pulling down a nighty with. Um, with a with a, a, a thread. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. There's a really scene where the ghost, because the ghost does, he, he shows up. He's a, he shows up as a man, doesn't he? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a <laughs> where Crusher is describing to, I think she's talking to Troy, and she says yes. he knows he knows exactly how I like to be touched. I, on the shoulder, on the shoulder. <laughs> like really gently on the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> so I gets her up, I guess. <laughs> I found that scene. I, I felt like I was crying almost. Like, yeah, like, it like was I, a little bit much, wasn't like it? I, uh, like I, I, I'm all, I'm all for, for, for you know, a story which you know kind of engages in discussing a woman's I sexuality. Because yeah. I don't think that should be something that should be not. But these about. are characters yeah, that have but, never been represented. But I did, but in I did feel world. a bit. I wasn't uncomfortable. <laughs> I just felt unusual. Having that conversation, hearing that conversation, I felt like I was on a table of two years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was a little uncomfortable because 
these are these are characters you've never heard talking like that. And now mm. they're like, right. she's kind of. It would have made know. sense if we were so like, I like was in this story. I sure is not. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, Rick is rubbing his own shoulder just yeah. to just to clarify, and he is not he's not experiencing the same thing that. Uh, but if a sex does. ghost did it, no. oh, that's true. Actually. You know what? Yeah, that's true. It's like you can't tickle yourself. No, you can't um, rub your own shoulder in a sexy ghost way. You knew just how to tickle me. My <laughs> size. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yes, we can. We could spend we could spend a whole episode talking about Sub Rosa because it's it's such a, an interesting episode. Um, it is. I mean, there's there's some creative decisions made there. You're just like you're either really brave or you've just given yeah. up caring. I'm never the quite end sure of the which. Episode, um, Beverly crushes dead nan rises up out of a coffin from the grave from the grave and electrocutes with green lightning um yeah it's a bit like it's a bit like near the end of return of the jedi when the emperor starts like shooting lightning it's not a zombie is it no absolutely insane it's been taken over by yeah yeah she's not technically a zombie no it's a bit more like you know what it is like it's like plan 9 from outer space because in plan 9 from outer space Aliens use create use the dead. Mm. It's, about... a bit, it's a bit red dwarf that moment, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, Very it makes me think so. of um, the, the quarantine episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, but I mean, safe to say, I, I, it's really hard to compare this episode of Next Generation with any other episode <laughs> of Star Trek. That's well, with any other made. episode of anything ever. Yeah, I don't think there's anything it's, that's gone quite. I think Rick hit the nail on the head with, with Plan 9 from Outer Space. Like, that's what it feels like, like a weird sort of B-movie. Yeah. Um, if this if this had been in black... If, if Sub Rosa was in black and white, it would be a great B-movie, I yeah. think. Yeah. I, and, I, hate, I, hate, I hate to be the guy who spoils the fun. Oh, don't. I'm sorry, but... There is just one. It's it's fantastic. It's so it's wacky. It's out there, but there is a very troublesome issue around consent on this in this episode. Yeah. Beverly Crusher is effectively mind controlled to an extent, for yeah. you know, and and there then there is sexual gratification occurring. Yeah. So there is that 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 is a troublesome issue because no one references it. No one makes point of that at the end in fact even at the end Crusher um, sort of laments on the um, on the diary and she says one thing I would say about this um, uh, sex pest space ghost (laughs) is that he made my grandmother very happy but there's a part of me that's a little sad how so I reread the entries in my grandmother's journals Whatever else he might have done, he made her very happy. But you've already like seen that. how he controlled how she Yeah, did. yeah, that he feels like he... a troubling yeah. way to end up to think, say that. Yeah, you can't made... say made her happy if it was she did not have free will in yeah. it. Yeah. And that is a bit of a... That uh, is a problem, yeah. And it, it, you can have so much fun with this episode. Mm. And yeah, actually, at Destination Star Trek last year, a number of people went in pink 90s with green gauze around them Loads of and, and candles and one yeah. of and and, and uh, Ian dressed up as a gravestone. Ian was yeah. in the gra- yeah our friend Ian House <laughs> patron and uh, just general around good egg. Um, 
Yeah, was it grave? Was the gravestone? It was a good gravestone. He was a good gravestone. Yes. Good egg and gravestone. Yeah, it is an episode you can have a lot of fun with. So I do feel a bit bad for having, but I also feel that we can't not acknowledge it because it is a a worrying, a troublesome issue. Um, A a year or so back, I did a I did a rewatch of it and I live tweeted it as I went, and it was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, And I kind of. Did, and that time I skipped over the issue, this issue because I just thought this is I wanted this to be fun like I don't want to bring that in. Yeah. Um, but that a couple of someone did pull me up on Twitter about it. this was actually there is a really ish, big issue about consent and I was like I do, I do acknowledge that. Mm. I was yeah. I was having a laugh you know I was having a bit of laugh and kind of just didn't want to do it but I kind of feel like we have to say it it's there. No, so. no, you've asked, that's a very salient point. Yeah, yes. and it's easy to overlook that because you can have so much fun watching mm. that episode. Like, it's so ridiculous and it's so, like, almost every, it feels like almost every decision that they made in that episode was was wrong. Yes. <laughs> and every, like, every choice was incorrect. And it led to, like, the most hilarious episode of Star Trek they've ever made. But it, it's not boring. It's um, definitely not boring. It's a whole bunch of fun, and I and I love I love that they just they absolutely go for it in this episode. They were like, "Let's do a nutty uh, kind of Scottish mm. ghost story." I love the fact that the Scottish ghost is not even Scottish. He's <laughs> <laughs> like an English actor. Yeah. I love but that. As the actor like kept saying, "The French captain is not French." Good, yeah, yeah. which is a very so, good count. I think the actor point. returns on Deep Space Nine as Shakar. Ah, right, wow. mm. right, brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah I, it's it, as far as nutty episodes go, it's it, it's right up there. Mm. I like mm. it's to the point where I always kind of think, I can't believe that they did it. <laughs> it's, it's the epitome but, of nutty episodes, almost, isn't it? it yeah, it is a lot. You of don't get nuttier. No, uh, that's it. That's it. But I, I had such a good time watching this episode. I can't. I yeah, would not wish it out of existence it's very by any. Yeah, it's not often you see a. A dead old lady rice from the grave. <laughs> shoot lightning. <laughs> shoot lightning at two pe- two people and yeah, who really are alright. It's only Quint that dies from that energy. Yes. Also, all the exterior shots of the Scotch colony did quite clearly appear to be studio. Yes. Oh, completely. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. No, nothing about this. Just they yeah. were actually anywhere near yeah. the outdoors. No, you but, you liked that set though. You thought it was quite impressive. I, I thought it was know. a great set. It was obviously a set. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. It was detailed, and they built like a sort of a kind of a church, and mm. I thought it looked really good. It it was just such a shame that it was obviously <laughs> a set. <laughs> I, 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 it was interesting that it was a, it was a church. It was a mm. it was a. Oh, that's a, a good point. Like yeah. a, it seemed to be like a Christian. Ceremony. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, an interesting thing I'm I read. Not sure. Well, Barry doesn't have to be. But it, but it, it did be. seem to be. I read on, on Wikipedia around, yeah. they changed the. Um, they did have a. It was sort of sort of a, a traditional Christian burial. Um, like the, the sort of speech that the the priest was making was mm. in line with that, but they changed a few <clears> passages <throat> to like, maybe not tie it quite so tightly to, mm. to Christianity. It's mm. interesting. Yeah, so we move on and talk about Emergence. Let's do that. Let's do that. So Emergence, is that, that's my choice. And um, it's quite fun. It starts It starts with what seems to be a bit of a holodeck gone wrong episode. Yeah. Um, Data's 
doing a performance of The Tempest on the holodeck and Picard's giving really Shakespearean advice. Shakespeare going on on the Absolutely. holodeck. Yeah, so Picard's giving advice and suddenly a train ploughs through the middle of the simulation. Um, Data and Picard have to jump out of the way of the train and notice Picard had been hurt. Uh-oh, holodeck safeties are off. Something's gone wacky. Holo- holodeck episode. Seems fairly standard. They're out of the holodeck. They're not trapped in the holodeck, which is interesting in this episode. That's a bit of a departure. Normally they're trapped. And they start finding like um, a growth of nodes through computer systems, mm. connecting everything up. And the computer and the Enterprise suddenly jumps to warp for no discernible reason. Uh, eventually they find a reason that there was a weird buildup of some sort of radiation that, that sensors couldn't normally detect and would have destroyed them if they'd stayed there 1.7 seconds beyond the time they'd jumped to warp. Which also like makes me fucking hell space is dangerous. Because they were literally yeah. less than two seconds yeah. from dying. Yeah, that's a thing that can happen on a regular basis. And they said no, their sensors no. aren't tuned to yeah. s- detect it. They can detect it. it. They're but capable, they but they don't... You, so, seems like a good idea to detect think, those. So wouldn't you, yeah. <laughs> They're almost a bit nonchalant about it. They're all like, oh yeah, <laughs> if we'd have stayed there for another few seconds, we'd all be dead. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, how many times does that happen? Yeah. Day, um, so yeah, we progress. It, it's just bizarre. We, we go back and forth, we're in the holodeck, and ultimately Cargo Bay 5, where a, a new life form seems mm. to be being developed. And on yeah. the holodeck, they've got the Orient Express with a plethora of bizarre people on board. I think there's a knight, um, a flapper, um, uh, a gangster. Uh, the knight, the knight guy. Yeah, yeah the, the knight, hayseed. Hayseed, that's it. Um, the knight's kind of cutting a like paper a, doll. A, yeah, yeah. my paper doll, yeah. like a sort of Constantine yeah. paper. And there's a, there's yeah. the conductor who is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. He's also. Um, the uh, the rich and successful Jeffrey Lebowski. Yes, yes, I, I totally called that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the flipping big Lebowski. Yeah, and the big Lebowski. If you go back, film ever made ever. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. If you go back even further, he was Santa Claus in Santa Claus the movie. Oh, yeah. Was he? Yeah. He passed away a couple of years back. Uh, it's like wow. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, just it's just. Our crew were just bumbling the way through this episode. Weird mm. stuff is happening. Um, like on, they're trying to get to holodeck controls because these nodes that are growing through, the the one thing that they all connect to is the holodeck. They all connect, so that's almost like a processing center. Mm. But they're bringing all these systems together, and they seem to be well. We we ultimately work out they're trying to grow a new life form, and that's what's growing in in Cargo Bay Five. Um, one of the characters on the train is doing a jigsaw, which is going to be a picture of this life form. Yeah. And like, Worf just sits down and starts helping with his jigsaw. It's not like he doesn't protest this. He doesn't think this is a stupid thing to do. Yeah, but they're, they're told. They're told to, at that point. They're told to go and interact mm. with the characters and yeah. see if they can glean any information. Mm. So that's that, what he's doing. That's he's actually little... more. He's being more productive at that point than Troy. Um, he's who's just trying also to get off that brick or something, yeah. isn't she? <laughs> yeah, they've got a brick, and they're really, everyone's really bothered about this brick. Apparently, yeah, it's really yeah. valuable. I love the idea that they send they send Troy into the holodeck, don't they? It's mm. like, well, wait a minute, but none of her empathic powers are going to have any effect here because she's um, because they're, they're holograms. Yeah. So let's let's send the one person who's going to be at a disadvantage yeah. <laughs> into the holodeck. Oh, she's, she's, to, she's to head in this psychology, isn't she? 
Yeah, but psychology on on um, like holograms. But she's trying. Bit, yeah, but they're they're based on human. There's a line. Yeah. There's a line of rational think connection through this episode. Yeah. Um, the the Enterprise jumped to warp to avoid its destruction mm. because it's trying to protect a new life form it's creating. Um, so the nodes are connecting the systems to give it that control. Maybe she can detect something from that then. Possibly. She never states she can, but no, she there's all the, 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 the Keystone City and the Keystone Brick. Yeah. Um, and then the the Vertiform city they mention, yeah. which current which then links into Enterprises diverts to a um, to a um, a star a dwarf star that um, it starts to use a tractor beam to take Verteron particles mm. from uh, to feed this life form. It's going to form an energy matrix. Unfortunately, it drains the star of all the particles before it's finished. Um, so. Is the star is that an, is this another episode where they destroy a star? <laughs> it doesn't seem to bother the star That's that all right, its virtuum particles are taken. Fair enough. Um, so they, don't, they don't have any particular. They they don't worry about that. No. <laughs> They're not no. like, oh, have we damaged this star? <laughs> it's just a fucking star. <laughs> one thing <laughs> that it doesn't, aren't they, in space? <laughs> one thing I did like in this episode is that early on. Um, Picard is talking to Dr. Crush and says, I never knew you liked trains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and He's I, really excited. And I have to, and I was like, I was with Picard because I, I, I love trains. I never realised that you were interested in trains. Are you aware that at its peak, the Orient Express carried more than 10,000 people a year? It isn't really the train itself that I'm interested in. What then? It's the experience. And you'd love to find a train friend. I want to find a train if so, friend. If someone expressed an interest in trains, you're like, <laughs> yeah. a train friend? Yes. That's what Picard thought he had. Yes, exactly. I was All with, these I was, breakfasts, uh, I was with had Picard to sit the neat, there's fucking like, really you, weird pa- pastries said, and things, was, and we could have been talking about trains. It was great. <laughs> he says, like, you know, it is peak that the Orient Express carried over, like, five million passengers a year, mm. and Chris is like, well, it wasn't the trains I gave a shit about. It was it was the people. On it. it was the experience. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I like both, but it was it was a, it was nice for a moment to imagine that Doctor Crusher liked trains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And emergence must be a um, that must tick a lot of boxes for you, Rick, because um, yes, the yeah, trains. Yes, <laughs> but also another uh, emergence uh, really made me think of um, of the prisoner. It felt mm. like a, like an episode of The Prisoner, where, where because um, there were a lot of characters where, when you're on the when they're in the holodeck on the Orient Express, a lot of characters who were sort of completely immersed in this scenario and are sort of talking really ambiguously and mm. almost in riddles about a goal, yeah. mm. which um, which is really like out of the realms of understanding of the crew. That just that just made me think of. That's exactly how a lot of episodes of The Prisoner play mm, out. Like, the, yeah. the, you know, that Patrick McGowan would be in a, a scenario where everyone else seems to have a good idea of what's going on, and he's like, this is batshit crazy. <laughs> what are these people talking about? Yeah. And it, and it had a, a bit of that sort of 60s surreal weirdness about it as well. It's quite dreamlike, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, with the sort of with the night mm. and the cowboys and... Yeah. And sort of moving from... Moving from a train to a city, and mm. yeah, without having yeah. to sort of like logically stop and stuff, just move from one scenario to another. Yeah, yeah. But what I think, what I think, help, what emergence has that maybe like 
beats masks oh. is that there is you can follow a logical thread to it. Yeah. They speak in riddles, but by the time by the end of it, you understand what they meant. Yes. Yeah. Vertiform yeah. city means vertiform particles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is like masks, isn't it? Because it is something trying to build. Things are transformed, yeah. formed, and yeah, they are. Sorry if you guys already said this. No, no, we didn't. Comfort break. But, uh, but I, I do like, <coughs> I like the, the fact that everything works in a logical pattern. You can mm. see how it all meant to go. I also quite like that you kind of left with the thing with well, actually, why did the Enterprise spontaneously? Create this new emergent life form. Yeah, well, where's, where's the it trigger? Come from? Well, like, why not like, before? Or didn't, they have, like, well, didn't, like new, didn't they get like a new component or something? Am I miss? Am I miss? Am I, I, I? I can't. I don't think so. They did explain that there are some species that uh, uh, creatures that exist only to reproduce, mm. and so mm. maybe maybe the systems reached a point. Where the coalesced information created a, a consciousness that wasn't fully formed enough to be mm. a sentience, mm. but was capable of creating life. But at the, at the beginning, yeah. I'm sure at the beginning of this episode, they've just gotten like a new component, and they've done Geordi and the engineering mm. testing it. Possibly. Yeah. We all watched it recently. Maybe we should know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think we we would know? I just you? feel it's less quite ambiguous. Yeah. Any other episode, they probably would have said, "Oh, we just passed this anomaly, or we just encountered this random space-born life form," and right. it's it's affected. But here, it's kind I of they don't, it, yeah, they don't pinpoint the root cause, do they? I think yeah. it is just. I don't think there is a root cause. That's yeah, I, I love. They, I that's, be yeah, I love. I I love they they oh leave it a little bit open. Yeah, because it's if they if they try to rationalise that, they logically tie together the events and and how it all works, mm. but they leave the ultimate thing. So you're kind of like, where did that come from? And that's mm. what I like. I like to come out of that thinking, oh man, did, did, did the Enterprise computer and everything really spontaneous? Or was it this a new component? Or was it some other thing that they haven't worked out? Mm. Yeah. But isn't it, is, um, isn't it a, um, a factor of, of trying to build AI at the moment where they are deciding that to create a consciousness, you have to put it in a working body? So it has yeah. to it has yeah. to find its way into consciousness through through being through action when that's maybe what's built up in the ship this kind of consciousness you you could say all many tiny little parts of action you could say that the holodeck element actually yeah. is what maybe that because that's how they sort of how this intelligence. Um, is able to sort of like in a holodeck it's sort of working itself out isn't mm. it working out its problems mm. by creating people to work that out maybe, yeah maybe the, the, maybe that sort of ties into that because the, the people are the physical mm. in the holodeck yeah. I also like that Picard points out that it's not just the enterprise computer it's everything that people put into mm. it the crew's yeah. holodeck programs for a start their interactions with the computers their logs their experiences yeah this is an optimistic yeah. version this yeah. isn't just a manifestation of the enterprise as a sophisticated <laughs> there are like naked, there naked people on that train <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The sex programs <laughs> they're all naked under the clothes the intelligence that was formed on the enterprise didn't just come out of the ship's systems it came from us from our mission records personal logs holiday programs our fantasies but it's it's not it's not just the ship it's the ship and her crew mm, and yeah. it's almost like 
that symbiosis between ship and crew have created its own Although, life out of it, which if, that is a beautiful. If message. they are including fiction in that, just think of the things that we would happily read or view for entertainment. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, Snoopy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Snoopy might be. Yeah, that penis would be quite good for him. That. Yeah, but imagine if, if if Riker had just recently binged the entire like twenty seven seasons of Rick and Morty, <laughs> could have been fucked up. Yeah, but I, I like I, I like the idea that the, I suppose this episode could have come at any point in uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. The the Enterprise computer could have evolved and sort of created a new life form at any time. And and uh, weirdly the 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 crew were all uh, completely accepting of that. Yeah, no one has like, a problem. No one no says, one's like, this wait a stupid. Yeah, this is a bit nutty. Everyone was like, yeah, I guess that could happen. It so, is, last week, there was a space ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's worth noting. Yeah. Emergence is like... Week before that, the ship think, was a fucking... It was the Aztecs. <laughs> yeah. Including so including all good things is two parts. There's only three more episodes after the after mm. Emergence. So yeah, they've dealt with space ghosts. They, they've dealt with... Yeah. Moussaka and masks and shit so by this point I think they're probably willing to accept anything it's nice that the episode doesn't waste any time by having any characters going this is a bit weird isn't it <laughs> because like yeah you're absolutely right they've seen everything mm. haven't they um, yeah and I, th- I think I think Emergence is a little bit underrated actually I do. I, I, I really like some of the all, all the stuff on the holodeck is really imaginative mm. and surreal and I, I love the opening where um, you you get Data practising his, his Shakespeare stuff and then suddenly a train yeah. comes by and have to dive out of the way and then the credits roll uh, uh, you know the, like the, the opening credits mm. roll and you're just like what a pre-credit sequence yeah. that is that's brilliant it's, it's, it is yeah I agree yeah. It's, it's, it's very um, it's very inventive do, 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 yeah. do people in that episode uh, get a scraped face. Mm. Yes, they do. They fall on their face. <laughs> on their face. <laughs> we talked about yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Data uh, um, is able to to oh, sort of lift up a car yeah, like yeah, the Terminator. That was that was fun. And you know, it tells us something about Data's abilities mm-hmm. again. Um, yeah. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. They had to get a ticket as well. They, I like that they had to yeah. get yeah. came back and got a ticket. They, yeah. they decided to apply to play by, by, the, play rules. by the rules. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, are you guys ready? Do you think you're ready to move, move on, on to Genesis? Genesis? <laughs> Genesis. <laughs> Genesis allowed is not. <laughs> um, right, so Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, season seven episode, which. So the. the, the, the the one-line synopsis of this episode is uh, everyone devolves into like a weird creature, like a lizard or something, <laughs> and then uh, shit happens. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have to admit, um, I, and I don't want this ep- this podcast to descend into uh, Will loves this episode because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm lying. I do want the ep- I do want this episode to become that. We um, do. We do have quite a lot of podcast where yeah. you do get ready to add Will another one episode. <laughs> flipping list because I, I really really like Genesis and I know it's 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 not necessarily a particularly high regarded episode but I I don't this, understand that I 
think it's fun. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's imaginative, it's fun, it explores stuff, it's... It's like yeah. it made me think of like, the island of Doctor Moreau, but mm. on on a spaceship. The spaceship of Doctor Moreau. The the boxes it ticks for me are um, one body horror. Like yeah. it feels like a uh, like a vanilla David Cronenberg movie. Highly, um, highly vanilla. Oh yeah, yeah but 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 um, like considering the, just that, like just water. Yeah. It's the memory of vanilla. <laughs> yeah. But considering David Cronenberg movies are usually pretty violent and extreme, like I'll take a vanilla version. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I know what you mean because these these transformations, I think, would have killed all the people on the ship. So, yeah, I think ultimately like I, that's that's the only the only thing I think about yeah. that episode is that the the trauma of what happens to them would kill them, and it's and, not. And if not that, the 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 super quick like conversion back to a human yeah. that happens surely I don't want to get to the end but the, the, the everything's alright again ending was yeah. the only thing I didn't like right? yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd agree with there's that. no scars there's, there's no exactly it feels like people have physically gone so far in this episode yeah. that to to be able to come back in like a, a one line captain's log yeah uh at the end of the episode, everything was okay. That's too much. I don't, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Captain's log supplemental. Commander Data has succeeded in returning the crew to normal. But, um. It's glossing over that fact. Yeah, I love, I love, um, David Cronenberg movies like, um, like Rabbit uh, and Shivers and The Fly mm. and, and, like, bo- like yeah. body horror is my favourite horror. Like, the idea that your own body is going to. It's gonna sort of betray you, or sort of fall apart, or turn into something else. It's tr- it's truly horrific, yeah. and they they really they try and go for it in this episode, and I I love that, and I love the and they do set it up without you knowing it early on. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love the the early scenes where um you get the sense that things are starting to fall mm. apart, like Riker. Uh, Riker's mind isn't as sharp yeah. as it should be. He starts acting it's like I am at work yeah. all the time. <laughs> where someone asks you a question and you're like, a security thing? <laughs> uh, we should do the se- yeah, we should do the security thing. It's like every Troy's every, every conference call. Troy's cold, right? Yeah, Troy's yeah. cold. Um, and 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 thirsty. And thirsty. Yeah. Worf is like would like. And more aggressive and super hungry. Yeah. Um, Picard and Data go off the ship for um, for some reason. They find they go to find uh, a, 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 a torpedo. Oh, that's it. Test, yeah, they, they, yeah, this torpedo shoots, and everyone's like, I, I, I really like that. I really like that <laughs> attention to detail that they fired a torpedo yeah. as one of Worf's and tests, and, it. and it's gone off. Yeah, and it's like. We've got to go and get that torpedo <laughs> because it will literally fly through space forever until it hits something and blows up. Um, I really like and that. We'll never, never hear the end of it. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm absolutely positive in other episodes they've fired off torpedoes that haven't impacted something and they couldn't give two shits. <laughs> but I, I really like in this episode that that is a serious thing and mm. that the. It's, it feels like a bit of a stretch that the captain but isn't there a sense that he's, he's really bored yeah, yeah. 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 and he wants to go yeah because yeah because yeah. yeah. when Riker, Riker kind of says hey captain 
The shuttle pilot who's on duty is Lieutenant Hayes. I happen to be a reasonably qualified pilot, number one. Besides, these tests hardly require the captain's personal attention. Understood. Enjoy yourself. And he's like, yes, I'm oh, the captain. Yes. Oh, I'm yes. going. You yes. deal with this shit. <laughs> I like um, him in war, but fucking hell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Get, get me on a shuttle with Data. And, uh, I'm a happy man. Yeah. Um, I like when they get back to the ship, the Enterprise is like, upside on a down. Wonk. Yes, yeah. it's on a wonk. It's on a wonk. Because we never see that. Yeah. It's not till Discovery we see ships literally come in not on the same plane yeah. with yeah. each other. So, so if, some, if the ship's on a wonk, you know everything's wrong. Yeah. And some of the lights are off as well. Yeah. Or flickering. Um, this, is, this is a, a going into the body horror thing again. I really like in this episode how the Enterprise itself is a part of that body horror. They, they, the Enterprise is all messed up. Um, everything's smashed up. Like half the lights are off. The Enterprise is like a character in itself that's, mm. that's suffering. So the, the, the question is, why? <laughs> uh, Worf. Do you think Worf has just rampaged Worf. through the entire? In, show? in this episode, the main peril is Worf because yeah. he has devolved into a uh, sort of like a. Proto Klingon, who was like seen yeah, yeah, or mollusk. Yeah, so did he? He's like a Klingon tougher, spikier, and shooting poison. He also spat acid in Doctor Chris's face, which is a real. It's a real moment of horror. That that bit totally takes me back when that happens. She is, yeah, a bit daft to kind of just, yeah. Open your mouth for yeah. That, that is in sacks. <laughs> open your mouth like for put, like put a mask on. What do you think? Put your hands over your eyes at least. <laughs> Just don't ask him to open his mouth. Yeah. A lot of this episode, data, um, data is basically data exposition in this episode yeah. because he spends the whole time explaining the batshit crazy stuff that's happened, which is basically everyone has devolved to a to an earlier state of evolution mm. because uh, uh, it's because Barclay had a Barclay's a hypochondriac and oh, but what, he no, sorry, did what? a hypochondriac <laughs> yes no, no, and no, 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 hypochondriac yes got it so he um he has a uh, like a dormant gene that needs reactivating because he's got some kind of he's got a cold or whatever. Yeah, but that is what's uh, that is weirdly what's what's devolves everyone. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, no, it wasn't. It? it was the entrance. Um, uh, no, it wasn't him. Fucking it was, entrance. It was the, um, the 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 cure that Crusher had made. That messed with his DNA messed with everybody's DNA yeah yeah, yeah she hadn't considered something about yeah, him yeah she didn't think about it she just went she went Sorry, I'll do some DNA shit activates introns in everybody yeah and, so and, and, which right yeah so, yeah I, know, I think I know what you're going to say because spiders yeah, so Riker devolves into a sort of like Neanderthal, yeah. isn't he? Um, um, like, no, like an Australopithecine. There was mentioned uh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Troy goes to like a fish person. Yeah, yeah which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not entirely intentionally hilarious, I think. But it's brilliant when she's like, 
like acting like a fit. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I found that hilarious. Um, Barclays a spider. Barclays a spider. Barclay's so a spider. That's, that's the thing. Wait, yeah. what wait, stage in our evolution? Wait, wait. wait. There's, yeah. And all I'm thinking is, is that there's an episode, Realm of Fear, mm. where O'Brien introduces his pet spider to Christina to mm. Barclay. So mm. maybe, maybe somehow. Some spider DNA is on Barkley, but there's a there's like a year and a bit yeah. previously. Uh, but maybe that, 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 that I, I think that's wrong to be honest. But, but if you go back far enough, if you, if you go back far enough, we we do share we do share an ancestry of spiders, but it's a long way back. It's a really long way back. It's kind of like well, the has to take okay. it back and then start it off in a different okay. direction. I suppose that has to be right from the very. But introns probably go back that far yeah, so. the conceit of the episode it feels like you can be brought back to any stage mm. of evolution so if we do we share any DNA with spiders then maybe yeah. that works to me it felt like you don't have the entire genome do you that's what I would say mm. so. I suppose they do say we're only so and so so and so many genes away from a cabbage or something like that don't you yeah and they don't yeah. nobody turns into a cat. Well not that we're seeing <laughs> well, the yeah. people yeah, exactly. we don't see them all. For all we know that Barking might have some like is it is it said in the future he might have some alien ancestry from some spider people. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Point. He might yeah. not be a hundred percent he might be like one fifth. At that point, how many how many humans are a hundred percent human? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. There, there could be another alien race. Maybe like Vulcans have some um, some spider DNA in them yeah. from the. But yeah, that's that's one totally thing. Valid. One thing I was worried about. Not worried, but considered. Yeah. Where did where did the spider silk come from? <laughs> you know, yeah, in the engineering. I mean, I know where it came from. He's but his dick. His dick. It's literally, it's got to be his bum or his dick. Why would they shoot? Why would it shoot? Because that's dick? like a, that's, that's a device for shooting out stuff. <laughs> no, but spiders have sex organs. They don't shoot silk out of sex organs. But, but it's different. But it's not the same as a human sex organs. It's... Like a, a Barclay's not entirely. He look, it is canon. Spy, <laughs> Barclay definitely shoots spider silk out of his dick. I can't believe you just said his dick was a canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I kind of thought, you know, when I when the bit where I get to talk about Genesis, this is going to be the nadir of, of this episode. This is going to be the peak. But yeah, but it, no, it has ended up being the Natchez <laughs> This episode, you're absolutely right. Um, but I love I love the scene where I think they were like let's turn Barkley into a spider and so maybe somebody like, said but are spiders in the conceit of this episode are we devolving I mean just human and they were like no 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 that person's spiders fuck you let's make him into a spider and there's a brilliant scene where he just pops up in engineering it's terrifying it's and I love it, and I, and I think for that reason, I don't care why he's a spider. That is a brilliant but scene. I, I do, I do love that is a brilliant <laughs> scene. But I also love the kind of the build up to that scene because on the on the bridge, there's some there's some silk, isn't there? Some spider ah, silk. yeah, And you there just is. start, you see it every so often, yeah. and then Scuttling you're in the, the, the place. Yeah. Maybe he's the one who killed that guy. Maybe it wasn't Wolf. Mm. Yeah. That poor. 
poor guy. He was just glossed over. Also, does Worf have to... I mean, like, after the fact, when they all get reverted really conveniently back into humans, which which is my one yeah. problem with this episode, that I don't... Like, everything else, I think the science is playing <laughs> completely accurate. The idea that they can just pump out a gas through through the... Um, you know, through the through the vents, and then they all, yeah, they all just turn back into humans within about an, an hour. That I don't buy. Everything else completely, yeah, completely <laughs> legit. Um, but doesn't I mean, does Worf have to answer for all the people that he's murdered when he was? No, he wasn't himself. Him? I would guess. Yeah. But what do you tell Talk the families of those people? I mean, oh, that Starfleet uh, is a dangerous profession. <laughs> yeah. They could have been blown up by a, cl- a coalescing cloud of radiation <laughs> that no one could detect in emergence. So, yeah, that's true. I guess I have to say, look, I'm really sorry, but there was this one day <laughs> on the Enterprise where everyone devolved into like a sort of an earlier version of their species in, in evolution, and unfortunately, Peter. He, he was murdered by a sort of proto Klingon. Um, the good thing we can say about this, it was re- it was really interesting. <laughs> Some of the analysis we did on his wounds, we've learned a lot about how Klingons were in those days. The downside is, like, I mean, he he was uh, he was really he really was wrecked. <laughs> he was like, I mean, he was torn to pieces. <laughs> And the way he died, oh my god! I'm sure this will be this will be extra sad as he recently lost his brother um, to a green lightning Scotch <laughs> sex ghost. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy, that guy's spine had been broken in four places, yeah, and his yeah. chest had been raked by mm. claws or whatever. His upper spinal column has been broken in three places. Looks as though he's been attacked by an animal. Yes, sir. Has his DNA been changed as well? Yes, sir. However, it was in its initial stages when he died. Um, but I, I also love that, um, that when they get back on the Enterprise, um, uh, Captain Picard, his devolution mm. process starts and he's going to turn into like a lemur or whatever. Yeah. 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 He's quite precise he, about that. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's figured that out quite quick. He is data exposition in this episode. Yeah. Um, and then, and like, the last 10 minutes of this episode, I think, is just absolute gold where Picard is, we know he's super scared mm-hmm. because he's turning into a, a lemur and he's like a, he's a, a species who's hypersensitive he's to a prey animal. threat. Yeah. yeah. And, he's, yeah, he's, like um, like yeah. a kelpian, basically. Yeah, it's a surreal. Well, you say that. He, he, he goes out and he has to um, distract uh, Proto-Wolf. Um, with his little perfume spray. With his perfume spray, which he sprays into... It, it's, yeah. Without any regard of who else might be left alive. <laughs> he just sprays it all over the place. It's the rooms. This room will do. There's no use in there. Yeah, there's a family sheltering in there. But uh-oh. <laughs> It is, I think it's a thrilling end mm. sequence. And he's, and and he's, he's fighting, he's fighting it all the way, isn't he? Yeah, he's fighting, he's fighting his own fear mm. and he's fighting literally like a terrifying mm. monster that's mm. chasing him. Well, he's fighting to maintain his own human intelligence, yeah. Yeah. You know, isn't he? Um, and also not wanting to find a tree to climb of, up. Yeah. Also, he's fighting also mm. to find, to, to, to save his friend. Yeah. Because he doesn't, and to save the ship, yeah, and to save really. the ship, and yeah, 
Um, but it's yeah, it's a really effective sort of horror sequence. Mm. I think I, I just love it. I think it's great, and um, I think a lot of the criticisms of Genesis is that a it makes no sense, <laughs> b it's stupid, and c it's bullshit. But I think if you can see through those things, I know what you mean. I mean it would it it would have been. It would have made more sense if it had been a ship that they'd found, perhaps. Yeah, And then yeah. some characters could have gone, and they might have had less exposure, and you could say, well, they're not as exposed to this, and they're certainly just starting to turn, so we... Like mm. another Federation vessel that had this yeah. happen to them. Because then you couldn't have the... I don't know, why... But also, why they, do that? Why not just have the fun of it? But then again, yeah. again they, they could have played the horror a bit more with going on to this the ship that they found lost in space yeah and i always i love i love a ghost ship in space story um they go there's, yeah. there's a ship it's on a wonk something must be wrong and they go into it and they find that people have been turned into monsters yeah but it's, yeah, weird, it's, it's weird that this disease preserves itself like is it why would uh why would it preserve like well, why would Barkley turn into a spider person why, why if it's turning him back into spiders why would it just not you know, you know what I mean like it would I guess it's turning parts of them or is it yeah I guess it's, it's trying turning, to is yeah. it like, I guess eventually yeah I guess it might the disease whatever is happening might run another course it might mm. yeah I think I think for me that the, the the one big problem with this episode is the is the <coughs> ending and the fact that the a the enterprise is trashed b everyone is uh, like either There's a so spider shit. There'd be or so much shit on the floors, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then in like a couple of lines of the captain's log, they're like, "Oh, we pumped this gas out, and then everything was okay." And then suddenly everything's back to normal. It's mm. like, wait a minute. Right, you can invent. You That's you've invented like, everything's okay, Gus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, everything, yeah. <laughs> everything is normal. Like surely they would have some scars, mm. or wouldn't people be suffering like emotionally? Mm. How would you deal with that? Are there any sort of psychological effects of? Well, yeah, the things that they'd done when they weren't themselves, yeah. or devolved, simply the act of devolving. There must have been conscious at some point that they were yeah. losing themselves. It's okay because they never talk about it again. Episodic television, we didn't deal with ongoing traumas and stuff, which is odd because we did put a counselor on the ship. Mm. Yeah. So. The 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 relationship between Troy and Wolf was that pre or or. Oh, I think that just prior to this. Yeah, there's an episode where there's like a murder mystery episode. Oh, yes. I think I think yeah. 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 That, was a, that was one of my other candidates for this. Yeah. Ah, yeah, we, we talked about so that. So they'd, yeah. they'd, already, they'd already started on that relationship. Mm -hmm. that's I think it started parallels. Yeah, he's married to her in parallel. In parallels, he first invites her to join her for dinner, a date. Well, no, at dinner, and then it kind of goes from there. I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's a. I. I. I think this is a really interesting, fun episode. It just it falls down a little bit with, like you say, like the the neat ending. It, yeah. In a way, it's very similar to um, Threshold, Void, the Voyager episode, in terms mm. of the transformation yeah. of characters. Mm and the resolution of that too because I yeah, think it's fresh they say oh I just did this thing and they're not they're not salamanders anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah oh thank god I'm not a salamander <laughs> we had a salamander babies where are they 
Um, yeah. I think Picard <laughs> should have um, led Worf to 10 forward. And then Diavold Guinan could have taken Worf on and yeah. wrecked him in the sack. Yeah. <laughs> right in the, right in the, the, in the, in the feeding sack. What is Diavold Guinan like? Some sort Maybe of ancient. She's the one that destroys like Some sort of ancient ferocious hat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, something with like a big. Sort of like a deer, maybe. Like, yeah. Like, Brim of doom. <laughs> Brim of doom. Yeah. I like it. The, the, the rim of a hat would be like an event horizon. <laughs> I don't even know what that would mean. <laughs> but oh my god, you better watch out. Yeah, it actually destroys war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in, in, in a vain attempt to sort of kind of wrap <laughs> this episode up, what do we think? What do we think the nuttiest episode of season seven was? If like. If we assume that those four episodes that we've picked are the nuttiest, surely it's got to be space sex ghost. I would say Sabrosa, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm inclined to say that. I mean, all the other episodes. Nutty nutty in terms of. Nutty in. Just nutty. nutty. Yeah, I think just nutty. Whatever nutty means to you. The most crazy, out of nowhere. Nutty. Yeah, I mean, like the I, least Star Trek-y kind of a story. Maybe, least, right? least Star Trek-y. Yeah, I would agree. Sabrosa, but but nutty in general, I would say probably Genesis is the nutty. They all they are all very nutty. They're all very yeah. Um, I got I got to admit my fav my favorite of those is Surprise Genesis, <laughs> which I think is a masterpiece. Um, I, I did a Twitter poll for oh, this. Yeah. Uh, and so Emergence is the least nutty, according oh. to our followers, at 5% of the votes. Then Genesis, only 22%. What? Then Masks, at 34%. And Absolute Nuttiest episode, 39% You're of the votes. Right. Sub Rosa. Yeah. Interesting. This is our closest poll of the three episodes we've done recently. Um, the other two had sort of six. The winners were clear winners were 62, 60% plus. Yeah. And this is only 39%. But, um, oh, Dr. Jen, Dr. Jen House, our, uh, our lovely friend and patron, said, Genesis is a wonderful nutty episode. Gates did a great job directing it. Oh, I appreciate mm. Gates. Yeah, she did. Yeah. she did. Gates did a great job directing it, and the makeup is fantastic. The science bits are utter rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what? from a doctor. Um, but who cares? A doctor of what? That's a doctor of rubbish science, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but who Why cares? Are you a doctor of Doctor Jen? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. We're not actually questioning. No, we, we, we do know. <laughs> I have a feeling that she might be correct. I had a suspicion that actually maybe the science is bullshit. Yeah. I had a suspicion. She also adds, Caveman Riker trying to eat Picard's fish is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which, and his, um, his fish, Livingston, has evolved into like a jellyfish. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. Cut that. yeah. Oh, also, sorry, something that the, the funny, the thing that made me laugh out loud is where's Spot devolves into a lizard with the lizard collar on. Because you got to know that it is actually Spot. Yeah. How else would you know? <laughs> that is a laugh. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I. I Patrick Stewart, when he was filming that scene, thought, I've done King Lear and Stratford, and now I'm doing this shit. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, he wasn't that far off telling, saying that Scottish people were Scotch. Scotch. So, yeah. That's true. He didn't care. He did that, and he just took the no, check. No, no, he was, uh, yeah, no, he was making good money in season seven, so he's like... <laughs> 
And he knew they were moving on to films and he was going to get film star wage. So, yeah. 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 But they're all good. They're all... It was was a pleasure to watch all of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, this has been quite a fun topic to explore. Hang on, sorry. Willis... Willis... Gemma is either helping him or trying to finish him off the insurance. I'm not sure. Now he can't die because you said that. Uh, so the yeah. you, I'm worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and these are the sort of episodes that I think, in a way, do, although they're nutty, they, they are a quality that Star Trek has about them. Mm. Yeah. And and yeah. I think, I, I hope that we get stuff like this going forward in Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really, really enjoyed re-watching these nutty episodes as research yeah. for this podcast. Mm. I, I, I had a great time on the on these four. I think they're all like really flawed episodes in a lot of ways, but but none of them boring, and all of them has got, have got absolutely nutty, yeah. great ideas yeah. in them. And I, I think, think why not? Yeah, no, it, and it's it it, it uh, something you said earlier in the episode is they tried something. Yeah, mm. they yeah. tried. Yeah, and you can't argue with that. Can no, you? yeah, got to be brave enough to try something out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this is a subject I'd love to revisit and pick more nutty episodes because yeah, there are some, there plenty only, of others. We've only touched on um, TNG, but Voyager has its fair share of yeah. nutty episodes, and mm. so does every series also, of Trek. Yeah, they've got their their moments. Yeah. So. Right then, I think um, it's time to to bring this one to a close. It is. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening, listeners, and. We'll be back in the future with more uh, episodes. Hey! Thank you very much for listening. listening. We love you, bye! Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Do you realise how incredible this is? It's tradition! You ever noticed her bum? What? Her bum. Oh, no! I will say... I will say... Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash radio uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love it if you could subscribe to us on however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure that history never forgets the name 10 Backward.
Daddy, don't you think you should rephrase that? Ten backward. Ten backward. Tell me, Governor, I'm curious. You're obviously not Scots yourself. 